Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today, we're going to talk about living on $1,000 a month here in Thailand. And today, I'm going to talk about a specific budget that's really going to fit a majority of Westerners that aren't multimillionaires, which is a budget of $300,000. And $300,000 is a good round number because after, let's say you're in your 50s, maybe even 60s, I would say that most individuals may have anywhere from maybe 100, 150, even maybe $200,000 of equity in their home. The vast majority of you still have a mortgage payment. I would say maybe even all of you. And then you may have another 100, maybe $150,000 lying around in a 401k or some other investments. So $300,000 is also the average of most upper middle class families. But the problem is with $300,000, as we're seeing, you know, from magazine articles, from financial magazines to watching CNBC or whatever it may be, or MSNBC, is that the average American feels that they need to have, depending which city or which state they live in, anywhere from a million to $3 million to feel comfortable. Not to feel rich, folks, to feel comfortable. So I would say maybe a million, a million and a half would be like maybe in the Southwest and Midwest. And then all along the other coastal East and, East and West Coast in the more richer states like New York and Florida and California, and even maybe up in Washington, uh, closer to two to $3 million. And this is just to feel comfortable, folks. So what is being comfortable? What's the definition of that? Definition of being comfortable is being able to pay all your bills. Having a peace of mind that you have enough money to pay all your bills. That means your mortgage payments, and all of you have a lot of payments, so it's mortgage payments, maybe a first and second. Car loans, maybe two car loans. Hopefully you don't have any student loans left. But in addition to that is you have kids that are going to college. So you have those expensive, you have rising utility costs, then you have healthcare costs, and then also you have rising healthcare costs and also rising food costs. And then in addition to that is the sad thing that people just can't seem to fucking wake up is the change in climate and natural disasters that's happening in places like the United States. Flooding is worse and worse each year. Drought is getting worse. Tornadoes are getting more extensive. They're even coming to places like I think they saw a tornado funnel in Las Vegas and also in California. Earthquakes, mass fires. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. So you have all that shit to deal with. So you have to ask yourself, if you really only have $300,000 and you need a million, what are you going to do? Most of you don't even want to think about it. You're like, fuck that. I'm not thinking about that. Y yes, you made some bad decisions, some bad financial decisions. You got to sleep with it. You got to live with it. Who cares? You don't got to dwell on it. 
But now you just have to figure out is how to live out the rest of your life. So if you're in your 50s and you only have this amount, how are you going to do it? Most likely you need to sell your house and become a renter and live in a city that you never want to live. Some shitty city that you never dreamt about living. Or maybe it's a city that you ran away from because it was just some crappy city that was holding you down and you ran away from it, became somewhat successful, but made some bad financial decisions, and then you have to go running back to this crappy city. It happens to a lot of people. But you have options. But these options come with the willingness and the motivation to embrace change. For those in our 50s, 60s, you're in that point, you're, you're Gen Xers like me, late Gen Xers. Baby boomers, forget about them. They're not moving. It's too late for them. For the Gen Xers, the folks in our 50s, early 60s, or not early 60s, 50s, it's me. It's you. You grew up with almost the same type of mindset as your parents. That means being loyal to your company, not making too many changes. And you don't embrace change. Unlike millennials and Gen Zers, they're really good at embracing change. Obviously, there's a lot of bad things about that generation, but they are good at embracing change. The Gen Xers, you're not good at change, but you're, you have better work ethic. You've only tough things out. So it's surprising to me when people give me an excuse of, I can't move my city. I can never move to Thailand. I don't speak the language. It's just foreign to me. Do they eat dog there? Do they have uh, indoor plumbing? I mean, I hear stupid shit like that. Well, I don't hear that stuff anymore because I don't do these type of seminars and I don't, you know, I don't cater to um, new home buyers. But I used to hear that in the past. And those are just sad, pathetic excuses to continue to live in a city that you have a love-hate relationship with. This is a city that abuses you because it's putting you in a bad environment. And that environment is making you financially poor. That environment is making you depressed and angry because you've made these bad financial mistakes. That means every single year of retirement, well, first of all, you're gonna have to work a hell of a lot longer before you retire. But when you do, you're going to have to cut back a lot. The pandemic has shown that the average American didn't have six months of living expenses. They had 30 days of living expenses before they went bankrupt and went penniless and became homeless. 30 days. The average American doesn't even have $1,000 for emergency fund. So for an example, if you were retired and you were to break your tooth, and you would need that extracted and replaced. That's going to cost you out of pocket, even with insurance, with Medicare, still 
$1,500, maybe even $2,000. Most Americans wouldn't even have that. They have to put in a credit card. Thailand, same exact thing, 300 bucks. Do it the same day. Don't even make an appointment. Just walk up to any dentist's office. So I'm asking you this is to be able to embrace change, to really realize what that environment has done to you. Maybe it was great 20, 30 years ago. Because when I look back and everything, when I look back at Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, even South Bay in California, or I look back in Las Vegas, or look back even places you know like the South Loop, Chicago, or even Southern Florida, or even Northern California, like, like Napa Valley and San Francisco. They used to be great. Now they're not. So now it's more of a hate relationship as opposed to love. The city that you once loved was affordable, no longer is. The city you once loved was filled with nice people. Now it's filled with all these new transplants that are pushing up home prices. They're making everyone rude and obnoxious. So your options are to stay there Work until your mid-60s and 70s and retire a fucking miserable bastard. Or in your 50s right now, you can say, fuck it. I am no longer going to accept this shitty lifestyle and I'm moving to Thailand. So $250,000, what that allows you to do, or $300,000, that allows you to buy one small condo, free and clear, folks. That means that you will always have a roof, a roof over your head. And your association dues, $25, $30 a month. Very affordable. Utilities are nothing. And with $200,000, you can retire at 50 and still have a great life. You can still have food on the table. You can still have great medical treatment. You can still have many vacations. You can still travel. You can still go out to bars. You can still go and see movies. You don't have to cook as frequently. You can't have that kind of lifestyle on that budget in your country. It's time to cut it loose. And it's shocking to me how people are just willing, it's, like I said, it's like an abusive relationship. You see these abused husbands or wives, you know, they're abused by their significant other verbally or, uh, or physically or both. And, and they just sit there and take this shit. And you know why? Because they say, well, this is my life. I might as well just deal with it. My life is shit. I might as well just deal with it. And I just hope I have an early death. There are a lot of people like that. That's why depression is on a rise and suicide is on a rise in places in the United States. And drug abuse. Because people need to escape from the bullshit or the bullshit that they created. That's why when you come to a place like Thailand, you feel more free. First of all, you can still be a homeowner, but more so than ever, it's going to allow you to own a piece of real estate free and clear that you've never done before. 
Your mortgage payment, you will never pay off. You know it. Everybody knows it. You'll never pay off your mortgage. And the home that you bought is too much home. Most of it is the rooms, you know, the workout room that you once have is now um, filled with Amazon bullshit that you bought. It's now a storage room of just shit that you never use anymore. Or that home office that you created is not really getting much use. And especially for those of you that have children that are going to college, how are you going to keep up with your bills and pay for their college? I just did an episode about this, about a man that retired. I think it was like in his 30s. And then realizing in his 40s, 10 years later, that he needs to pay college. He retired with $3 million. He sold his company like in his 30s. Thought he was successful. Well, he is successful for doing that. Then, I think it was 35. And 10 years later, he's 45 years old. His kids are ready to go to college. He has to go back to work. He has to go back to work. So he thought that selling his company $3 million, that's it. I am, my family is set for life. I am good. I got a peace of mind. I can just live this wonderful life. I'm good. Wrong. There's a short amount of time, which is only 10 years that passed, that he realized, oh shit, I don't have enough money. I need to go back to work. How shitty is that? How shitty is that? That same guy, if he came here to Thailand, he could still have shit. He could have a, at that time, he could have bought a home on the beach, a big, huge, extravagant home that would probably be worth 10 to $15 million in the States and still have a killer lifestyle, never have to work and put his kids through college in the States. So you have to understand how to weigh your options and you have to motivate yourself to make this move. Especially for you older single people. How lonely is it? It's probably very lonely, whether you're a widower or divorced, you know, you were married for maybe many, many decades with a good or bad relationship, and now you're alone. And now going back, you know, you wanna start dating again, but it's slim pickings. But here, whether you want to find a significant other, you have a better chance of doing that, male or female. But also being alone in a place like Thailand allows you to fill your days with a lot of cool things and fun things and great experiences that you won't feel lonely. You can be living in a place like Hua Hin or Cha Am, or even Jom Tien, walking on a beach, meet some other foreigner, Meet their friends, and now you have a great group of friends that are like-minded like you. So instead of just living by yourself, alone, spending all day just watching TV and getting fatter, and getting depressed, getting angry, you don't need to do that. I'm telling you, you don't need to do that. And if you're giving yourself excuse, well, I need to do this because I need to be closer to my family, be close to my grandkids. And what's the point? So this is what people don't understand. And it's, and it's sad. It's sad. 
So the ironic thing is, is that a scientific study was done and it did a, they did a study with two groups of people. One group were married with kids and the other group is a long study. Another group was married with no kids. They found the group with no kids happier than a group with kids. Even the group that had kids, some of them, saying, my life is great, but it's still not as great as the people who didn't have kids. So I'm not saying whether you have kids or not, whatever it may be, made a mistake, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, fuck it, you had kids. But what I'm saying is, is that children, even if you had great kids, put a lot of stress. It was not easy. That's why I don't want to be a parent. My wife doesn't want to be a parent. It's not easy. Having, trying to have a great relationship with your significant other is tough enough. Adding kids is like the putting gasoline on a, on a fire. And you know that. So fast forward to now, maybe you raise some great kids. That's great. Congratulate you for being great parents. You've raised great kids. You know, they have, they have children. They're successful. Well, I can tell you this, that if grandma and grandpa isn't happy, it's not going to make them happy. If you think that you can cover it up, you can't. But when grandma and grandpa are in Thailand, and they listen to your voice, and it's happier than they've ever heard before. They see your pictures. They see how much you're smiling. I'm telling you, it's going to make them happier. I know from my own personal experience with my family. You know, living in the states was good. And my mom specifically really thought that living in the States was better because she's Taiwanese because she felt that she can drive, she has more freedoms and blah, 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 this and that. But realizing that once she spent more time in Thailand, Taiwan, she's realized that she's happier here. She's happier back home in Taiwan. Why? Because of all the things I just mentioned. Asia is growing. It feels more like a first world nation where places like Western countries are deteriorating, looking like a second world nation. It's safer. My mom feels safer here. My dad feels safer here. There's so much great food and inexpensive food everywhere. We're huge foodies. So when you look at my parents, you look at their pictures. I look at pictures back, you know, because I have Google Photos. You can really go all the way back. When I look at pictures that were 15, 20 years ago, yeah, even though, yeah, Google Photos wasn't around back then, but I, I scanned and uploaded a lot of these photos. You can see the difference. You can see how happy my parents are. My brother's the same. When he came here in Asia, he was much happier much happier and I am too you know I did a 
a, a great episode about this of how much I realized, uh, you know, how much happier I was living out here in Thailand than I was in the States or even Latin America. So you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be a little bit selfish, folks. You did a great job. You, you raised wonderful kids. Now it's time to focus on yourself and your happiness. And your kids are going to want that too. They have their lives. You have yours too. Why work for another 10 years when you can retire now and reap the rewards that you always wanted? Go golfing, go fishing, hiking. You're a big reader. Want to write a book? Anything. The sky's the limit here because it's available to you. Because you have the time. You have the peace of mind knowing that your money is not going to run out. Living in $1,000 a month in Thailand is obtainable. Having a $300,000 budget is reasonable. It's a reasonable number to still have a wonderful life here. Even if you don't want to buy a home here, even just renting, if you decide you want to skip around, because some people do that too. Maybe you don't want to buy a piece of real estate, but with $300,000, you could still have a great life and you could be more mobile. Maybe live one year in Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai, live another year in Bangkok, another year in, in, in Jom Tien, hop around. All these places are super cheap. Actually, Bangkok is still very inexpensive. It's a fraction of the price of Western countries. But Bangkok is the most expensive place to live. Other cities outside of here, whether it's up north or the beach cities down south, are actually cheaper. Anywhere from about 20 to 25% less expensive in real estate and living costs. But Bangkok's a wonderful city. Great city. So I urge you, and I hope I've motivated you, and I hope I've motivated you enough to ask yourself these tough questions and really come to face, you know, face yourself, face what is to come. Really come to terms with it. What is your life going to look like 10, 20, 30 years from now? So if you're in your 50s, 10, 20, 30 years, what's it going to be like? 10 years, it's, going to, it's still going to be maybe the same, but a little bit worse. 20 years, it's going to be bad. 30 years, it's going to be horrible. Because crime's not going to get any worse. Prices aren't going down. And the sad thing is, where you live is just deteriorating. The roads are getting worse. The airports are horrible. They need to be redated. They're outdated. Public transportation is non-existent. Everything is just inconvenient and just absolute shit. Here, if I look 10 years from now, it's going to be better. 20 years, it's going to be great. 30 years, it's going to be wonderful. Why do I say that? is because 
my wife and I already have the peace of mind. First of all, Thailand is allowing us to spend time to focus on our health, not to focus on working. You've already done that. We've already done that. I've already worked. You've already worked. So we don't have to focus on work. We don't have to focus on money. We have to focus on things like our health and our fitness that's going to propel us to the next 10, 20, 30 years and beyond so we're mobile, have the mobility, have the strength and the mental capacity to still have a wonderful life. Where someone like yourself, most Americans, it's just when they look that far down the road, it looks bad. Diabetes, cardiovascular issues, obesity, just being fucking poor. That sucks. Here in Thailand, you can still feel rich. You can feel like you're somebody. And also because you're a Westerner, as I mentioned and stated many times, you have automatic credibility here of being a rich foreigner. So you get treated different. You get treated better, especially if you're white. So if, and again, not to offend anyone, but I like to be real, but here's some fucking poor white trash that lives in uh, somewhere in the Midwest of America and you decide to move here, even someone like yourself or nobody has respect for in the States, they just see you as poor white trash. You come here, you'll get respect. It's just a matter of time before you lose that respect, before that white trash comes out of you. But you get automatic respect. And isn't that one of, one of the things that most human beings want? Yes, we have a necessity, we, we need air, we need water, we need food, we need shelter. But some of the other things are emotional things. We need to feel loved. We need to feel a part of something. We need to socialize. But more importantly is we want to feel important. We want to be acknowledged. Why do you think that every dumbass fucking kid that comes out of America now wants to be an influencer? Where back then they wanted to be astronauts and firefighters and police officers and doctors. Where Chinese students want to be astronauts and doctors. American students want to be influencers. It's because of need to be acknowledged, the need to be popular, the need to be seen. It is an emotion that has just gravitated to a whole another crazy monstrous level in place like the United States. But I'm sure you're not as narcissistic like that, but you still have a need to be recognized, the need to feel important. When you're here in Thailand, their service is so much better than you've ever experienced. It makes you feel important. It makes you feel like a human being. Unlike going to a dentist's office or going to a doctor's office and being treated like shit. And then going to a restaurant and being treated like shit and getting shitty service. And on top of that, you have to pay some astronomical tip for getting shitty service from a shitty server that hates their fucking job. And their life. It's like a never-ending nightmare that's happening in America. 
it is not getting better. Why continue to live in a house that's on fire? The kitchen's on fire. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you can put it out, but the fire's just going to start again and just get bigger and bigger. But why not just leave to someplace better? Thailand is better. Mexico isn't. Every year it gets worse and worse. Most of Latin America is that way. South America is that way. Southern Europe is going to when recession hits, which it kind of has, the markets get bad, which everyone's looking towards towards the end of this year. Countries like Italy will go in and out of bankruptcy just like they've always had. Same with Greece and Argentina and Chile. So if you think, which is a lot of mistakes that a lot of expats make, I want to go to the poorest country there is because it makes me feel like a big man, like Philippines, or maybe somewhere in Africa, or some shitty place in Latin America like like Nicaragua or, or um, El Salvador. Shit, why would you ever want to go there? Guatemala, Guatemala. Some people have that mentality that I want to go someplace poor where more people are uneducated because it makes me feel better, makes me feel like king, makes me feel more important. You're mistaken because those places are just going to get worse and worse higher probability that you're probably getting killed there in those countries than you do in America. So the standard of living just gets worse. Where here in Asia, specifically in Thailand, Philippines is, is, is not good. There's massive crime. It's absolutely shit living there. But Thailand is different. It's civilized. People are getting richer. People are nice. You want to be a place where things are getting better, where the citizens are getting richer. The citizens are, are able to afford houses, not cram everyone in one house like they do in Latin America or in Philippines, like fucking 10 families in one house. You want to be in a country like Thailand where kids are able to move out immediately and afford their own place. Where education is getting better. People follow the law. Yeah, they're crazy freaking drivers here. But for the most part, Thais love to follow the rules. They follow the law. And you want to be a place that's not confrontational. Why be in a place where they don't want you there? Most Latin countries, they don't want you there. I have no idea why people want to fucking go to Spain. Or more specifically, oh God, what the hell is that fucking place called? Oh, it's not Madrid. It's the other place on the east. On the east. Oh God, I can't, I, can't freak, I can't remember that shitty city. But it's a large city on the eastern, on the eastern side of Spain where the locals fucking hate tourists. They actually are trying to get the local government for years to ban tourists, to, to, to keep them away from certain areas. They fucking hate you. So why do you keep going? Mexico, they hate you. Why do you keep going? 
that's what I don't understand. Where in Thailand, they love you. They want you to come. A place like Taiwan, I just did an episode about that. Why? That's my number one pick for multimillionaires to invest in real estate. Aside from Thailand, that's one of my top picks. Taipei, Taiwan is the next Singapore. And it's just ready to pop. After this whole political thing with China eases up and ends, where someone can negotiate something for both parties to be happy, Taiwan is just going to, Taipei is just going to skyrocket. We just got back from there. We go there frequently. And it just, the construction, the new developments, everything there, it just is a wonderful place to visit, wonderful place to live, and a wonderful place to invest. It is just starting. And I feel it's bottom right now because this whole thing with China. And also in addition to that is, is why is Thailand such a great place to invest? It's because China has produced so many affluent people, they don't want to live there. They want to live somewhere else. Where's that place? Thailand. Number one place, number one destination, or one of the top for affluent Chinese. Because they can't really get into, they don't want to go to the United States or Western countries anymore because of Asian hate. Um, Singapore is just getting way too expensive. Obviously, they don't want to go to Hong Kong because it's so part of China. So where are they going? The really rich ones are going to Taiwan. And the other ones, they're coming here to Thailand. They're not going to Philippines. They're not going to Cambodia. Yeah, some of them may be in Indonesia, Malaysia, some of the big cities like Jakarta. But they're coming here. Mainland Chinese is the number one buying demographic for real estate here in Thailand. Number one buying foreigner demographic. And it's only going to get bigger as more and more people want out of China. Just like right now, more and more people want out of the United States and other Western countries. I mean, my podcast, I don't, I don't put any effort into it when it comes down to uh, trying to get up into searches. I, I don't pay for placement. I don't pay uh, to... You know, for ads, I, I don't really post it anywhere other than just these channels. I just, I basically just post it on Spotify. And Spotify just redirects it to Google and to Audible and and uh, iTunes. But I don't do shit. I don't do anything. I don't really do anything on my YouTube. Sometimes I'll, I'll repost these podcasts. But just my numbers alone with zero advertisement, all organic, posting once a week of these podcasts, I have seen, and these are my annual numbers that I, that Spotify produces for me as a content producer. And again, I don't, I don't monetize on it, but they do an annual recap. Every single year, my podcast is increasing by thousands of percent of new listeners and subscribers. And most of you, are coming from the United States. And most of you are coming from places like California. And most of you are between the ages of 45 and 55 years old. 
And I'm seeing the same exact change here in Thailand. Ten years ago, most Western foreigners were from the UK, from Australia. Now I'm seeing more and more Americans. When Thailand reopened last year, I couldn't believe it. The number one demographic to book trips to book trips here to Thailand were Americans. And then the Europeans came second. I couldn't believe it. Americans. And then the Russians are coming here. They have been for a long time. You know, some of them just don't agree with what where Russia's going, the government. They're now moving here more so than ever. So folks, Thailand is just growing by leaps and bounds. Asia is just growing by leaps and bounds. So what I'm trying to say is sit in a place where you can have time to think where it's quiet. Ask yourself these tough questions. Acknowledge them. Where is your life going to be and how is it going to look 10, 20, 30 years from now? Where are you going to be financially? How is it going to affect your relationships? How is it going to affect your health? Most likely, everything that I just mentioned is just going to get worse and deteriorate further. If that's the life you want to live, I'm sorry you think that way, but it's your decision. But if you're one of these people that has only $300,000 or less than a million dollars, please look at Thailand. This is truly just a wonderful paradise. It's a paradise that makes you feel welcome, makes you feel loved. Obviously, I found the love of my life here. My wife is just... She's so amazing. You know, it's, you know when I look at... 90, 99% of my friends are, are divorced. 99%. Some of them remarried. Some of them remarried several times. And I'm one of those people that people like to confide into. They love, they, they love to tell me the most innermost, darkest secrets and what's going on with the relationship. Because I'm a good listener. I'm not the type that, you know, listen, then, then I'll mansplain in and give you my suggestion. I just sit there and listen. I don't do that anymore because I just don't want to hear this bullshit anymore. But in the past, I did. So when I would listen to my friends, I would always see this honeymoon stage for the first year of marriage honeymoon stage most of them first couple of years is great but then when they have kids and it reaches that five-year point that's when things just deteriorate it just turns to shit you know calling each other stupid gravitates to telling each other go fuck off and i fucking hate you uh then your kids notice this and they become screwed up and have met <laughs> You know, I've had mental problems. But I've seen it. And I know you have too. Whether it's your own family or you've seen it with other personal friends. So it took me a long time. to. I got married late. Really, really very picky. Met my wife. Here we are, five years. In our life, our relationship just gets better and better and better. Sure, in the beginning, there were some disagreements and some arguments, no shouting matches or anything like that because we have a lot of respect for each other, but just some big disagreements because 
we're both very independent individuals and very in intelligent individuals and we're also very logical in our own ways. But sometimes people can be illogical, myself and her. But over time, in a very short period of time, we really learn, took the effort to understand each other and we don't argue at all. I'll knock on wood on that, but I am confident that this is the way our relationship is. It's a wonderful relationship. And I'm asking you guys to, number one, to look at your relationships because if it's going to shit and you want to work on it, why not remove yourself from the bad environment and put yourself in a new environment like Thailand where you can focus on each other? Or if you're single, remove yourself from that environment and put yourself here and maybe yourself, you will find the love of your life. But my life, I never ever thought I would say this, but my life truly is better because of my wife. Warren Buffett and everybody else says the same exact thing. If you want to be successful, it's who you marry. And it is so true. My wife makes my life and every part of it so much better. We have so much fun. She's my best friend. We, we love to experience new things together. We poke fun at each other. You know, we have our own jokes. It's just, she's just my best friend. And, and, and she's my wife. So as I said in the beginning is, most of you are living in an environment where 80, 75 to 90% of that environment, that city is shit. And you're just living off of this 10 to 20% that's great. Well, I urge you to make that change and come here and instead switch it around and turn 75 to 90% great every single day, every single week, every single year. And then you would ask yourself, a year from now, five years from now, why didn't I come to Thailand sooner? So thank you so much for joining me. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope to see you in Thailand.